I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and we have a very interesting episode today. We are going to be talking about nutrition and how do we evolve and move beyond it to understand our body at a more holistic level, at a more integrated level. So we have a friend of mine who I met at a gut health conference, and we were talking about gut health and all the gut bacteria that exist. We're going to have a deep dive into all things related to our food, our body, and our mind and our soul as well. Join me in. Welcoming Neha Ranglani to the Habit Coach Podcast. Neha, welcome. Hi, Ashton. Thank you. This was long due. Long due. I'm so happy <laughs> that we're finally doing it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Neha, tell everybody a little bit about you. Well, I am an integrative health coach currently studying functional medicine, and I've been in this field for the last 14 years. So basically, I always loved seeing people transform. So. first i started off with body transformations weight loss and all of that but then when i realized transformations happen in health also and people reverse conditions and they get better oh my god it was a different high so i was like okay chalo let's get into the root and understand how to heal people's diseases because all this while you know the medical industry always tells us you got to live with certain diseases but now science is progressing it's going to happen you are going to get this disease no matter yeah, what you do yeah your mother had it you're going to have it right. you have this Once a diabetic, always a diabetic. You know, so we've been conditioned with these statements, and we thought, "Hare ha, this is our fate." Hmm. We took it like, "Okay, we have to live with it, deal with it." But then I realized, no, you don't have to, because body reverses, and then the body's miraculous healing powers. I mean, it all it wants to do is thrive. But bichara has to survive because we are giving it the environment that we are giving it. It's like that's it's all I can do. It's in survival mode. It is not in thriving. It's mode. not in thriving mode because, and I always say, our body loves us more than we love it. Yeah. Because right now, while you and me are talking, it's doing some trillions of functions inside which we are not even aware of. So that means it's doing its job, whether you want it or you don't. But it wants to see you happy, thriving, living. as long as you're living live in a good condition so when people think that you know their body has uh, betrayed them or has gotten into a zone where it's only having health issues and health issues it's nothing but an imbalance it's basically your body is trying to still love you more than you're loving it and it's just trying to do whatever it can do best in the environment you are providing it so your body is not broken it's just imbalanced because your lifestyle is imbalanced your food is imbalanced your mind is imbalanced so whatever is imbalanced your body is trying to deal with it and those symptoms are just a repercussion of the environment you are Giving, giving it. it and when i realized that everything yeah yes me bahut maza aane wala hai people can reverse conditions thyroid will get better pcos will get better all the hair will go the periods will come back i'm saying i want to do this and i think that was a kick that was the motivation and i'm like i want to go deeper and i want to see what magical powers the body has mm. so and i went on and on and uh, you know so here i am trying to help people to reverse conditions and written three books in the last 3 years covid mein bahut time tha to maine bola chalo teen books likh dete hain wo likh diya and then yeah i mean i i love educating people on social media i love telling people what their body is all about and you know getting them out of this entire fear zone you know for their own body like they are in this fear that their body is i see a lot of clients who have anxiety about health yeah. so it's been a journey quite a journey right but when did that aha moment happen saying that are there something more happening here than just the body transformation i don't think it, it was one moment i think it was a cumulative effect of seeing different clients feel better get better hmm. beyond what their body was looking like so it was like okay this person also got better oh you got your periods back wow oh your sugars have come down amazing so for me also it was like a surprise and i'm like yaar itna kuch hota hai to i have to get deeper into this yeah i have to really keep going and 
digging 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 because frankly as a nutritionist the normal course of uh, you know the study and the knowledge that we are given is all about medical nutrition therapy like you have medicine and you have nutrition and you have like you have to manage it it's management it's never reversal we were not taught reverse to padh liya college mein did all of that and then i'm like okay now i need to do it in a way where people know what to eat how to eat intuitively it cannot be numbers yeah. because we have too many people in the market who are like itne katori khao itna chamach khao itna ye khao itna wo khao and that's really not serving you because when you're traveling you're not carrying your katoris and chamaches or wings scale i remember buying scale. a wings yeah, scale yeah, and trying yeah. to do it lasted at least one day yeah, so that's yeah. it couldn't so, go beyond that no can't do that no and it psychs you out agar thoda bhi zyada kha liya no 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 my nutritionist told me itna hi khana but what if your body that day needs more because maybe a day prior you've had a hectic day or you worked out more or just in general you're pmsing and your body needs little more energy what if that you're not taking into account all of that because in your head your nutritionist told you itna hi khana hai aur aapne itna khaya but aapko aur bhook lagi aur aapne aur khaya fir aapne kya kiya you went into a guilt trip Right. Because my nutritionist told me eat one katori and I eat one and a half. Oh my god! Oh my god! And do you think that guilt is going to help you lose weight? No. So what are all those calories? What is happening with those numbers? You know. So it made no sense to me. So I was like, okay, let's get that off. Then again, this whole calorie deficit. There was the other one also that that was there in the other end, which is that oh, I saved up all my calories. Now I'm going to binge eat at night. Ah. Uh, and like my thing says, no, that I worked out a little extra, so now I can have this yeah. big piece of chocolate cake. So I remember when I started off, it was all about numbers. That's the time when all these apps. had started coming all these calorie counting apps and it was a very new world because that's when smartphones came in like you know about 12 13 14 yeah. years back and i'm like okay it never convinced me even then like i downloaded the app i put in i started doing because you know sab kar rahe to it's like go with the herd kind of a thing i'm like i don't understand this this is so cumbersome like all the time what i'm eating i have to remember then i have to put it i'm like no i so you even then when i, I was also <laughs> this cheating in it so i used to cheat in my my, my fitness pal so yeah ek burji One egg burji was 350 calories. Another egg burji was 275 calories. You would put that. The 275 ah, calories. Ah, hey, bach gaya. Bach gaya. So it was all a mental game. It was not what yeah. your body was actually getting, and not it was basically what was sailing your boat at that time. Even then, when I started, even body transformations, I never did it with these calories and numbers because I was like, "Ye nahi samajata, mujhe nahi samajata, unko kya samjhaungi? Forget it." Hmm. So I believe in circadian rhythm, like you know, I mean, that's the normal thing. Wake up with the sun, sleep with. you know i mean obviously we don't sleep with the moon Sun. rise but hmm. just follow a good circadian rhythm pattern so when you wake up in the morning you need to give your body energy and you do all of that at the right time even if you're fasting i would recommend you fast tabhi to fasting concept bhi nahi tha intermittent Correct. fasting and all is just like 5 years pehle ka hmm. it's not even it wasn't there then but even 12 hours is something i always maintain with hmm. my clients always from day one it was something i think in me that 12 ghante to i think we need to fast only yaar because this was again not taught in college to us we were not there was no this. concept of no there was no concept mm. of it but it just felt right that give your body 11 to 12 hours break is good so i would just tell them when you wake up this is what you need to eat and i would tailor their nutrition and their plan according to their life so i wouldn't psych them out with food ki nahi aap किधर भी हो ऑन प्लेनेट और आपको छोड़ के ये करना है दिस इज वॉट मोस्ट पीपल डू ईट ऑन द टाइम ईट एज पर क्लॉक ऐसा नहीं आई सेट ओके नाउ इफ दिस इज अ थिंग दिस इज अ विंडो दिस इज वॉट यू शुड डू सो आई मेड इट इजियर फॉर दम टू अंडरस्टैंड वॉट दे कैन डू ऑप्शन आइडियाज दैट बिकेम अ पैटर्न ऑफ ईटिंग इंट्यूटिवली दैट ओके सो दे न्यू ओके दिस इज नॉट अवेलेबल नेहा टोल मी आई कैन डू दिस सो एज अ कोच आई वॉज ऑलवेज अवेलेबल ऑल्सो फॉर दम दे कुड मैसेज मी एनी टाइम दे वर गोइंग टू अ रेस्टोरेंट आई वुड टेल दम ओके यू नो वट दिस इज यू कैन चूज सो आई वॉज देर फॉर दम सो आई सो क्रिएट transformations happening i'm like wow i think this is what people need and that's what i started saying i like making people health independent
dependent because I don't want people to be dependent on me for sure forever. I don't want to see one person for life, right? I mean, I don't want to see you as a client, as a friend, yeah, maybe, but as a client, it would be sad if I have to see you for life. That means what did I do for you? Correct. What change did I make in your life if you have to be dependent on me? I've not empowered you. I've not done anything to you. I've just made you like I'm dependent. Right? Yeah, yeah, in fact, yeah, I've made you dependent on me. In fact, I've worsened your condition because now you can't think for yourself. So I said, I want to make people health independent. Three months, six months, you go your way. I'm there for you whenever you need me, but you should know how to fly on your own. So how do people not trust the process? Like what happens? So basically they either doubt the whole concept of whatever is in front of them. So why is Neha given me this? Or why is that? That's also still okay because then they clarify their doubts and they get okay. But the worst part of not trusting the process is not believing that they're going to get better. So they are in it, but they're always with that mindset that yeah, I'm not seeing. Also getting fixated on the results, not on the mm. actions. Mm. So they always like, they won't do half of the actions, but they want full 100% results when they come for the next follow-up. So it will be like, okay, Neha, I've not even lost half a kg. I'm like, did you do this, this, this? No, this, I just did this. I said, so you've not even done half of the actions that you had to do during the week and you expect 100% results. So then they understand, they're like, yeah, right. I said, you know, move your focus to the actions and not on the results. Correct. So I always tell them patience and trust in the process is what will get you to your results. Long lasting results make you health independent because it's not about quick fixes because we live in the world that's all about instant gratification and quick fixes. And these all fad diets have made it so difficult for us to explain people that I mean, that's very bad for you. People mm. now realize it. It's very lucrative, you know. It's very like, it's very... The fat diet. The fat diets. Mm. It's very like, okay, you know you do it and you see it, but it damages your body and it damages your relationship with run, food. Run, yeah. It just worsens your whole, you know, outlook towards food, the way you see food, the way you relate to food, the way you relate to life. It all changes with those fat diets because there's a sense of fear that comes in because it's very restrictive. So, what do you look at food as? That's an interesting one. So now every yeah. time you see food, what mm. do you see? I think food is just, for me, it's, I can't put it in one word. You can call it nourishment. You can call it pleasure. For me, vitamin P is very important. Mm. Has to be cool. Has to be fun. Has to be fun. Has to be colorful. Has to be tasty. That's mm. my top priority. Like if there's no vitamin P pleasure in my food, I'm not eating it because a, oh, it's going to help me lose weight and blah, blah, blah. I, that doesn't really make sense to me because if it doesn't, you know, work for my palate, it doesn't soothe my palate, then how is it going to do anything for me in my body? Right. Because there's no connection then happening with the food. So for me, I think vitamin P, vitamin pleasure is extremely important when it comes to food. And then, of course, now I don't see food as a means to run away from life. I see it as a source to nourish me, to fuel me and actually to also change my genetics for the better. How do you deal with people who come and say, but I'm a foodie, yeah, Neha. how will I be able to lose weight? Yeah, so that's what I tell them. Now, if being a foodie doesn't mean you have to eat boiled patta gobi and all of that. Mm. You know, basically it's not that. The health means choosing the right ingredients, but making it in a tasty way. And that's what I actually try to do with my books also. Like you can make healthy things, but make it so interesting and make it so tasty and that you don't feel like you're not eating good food. By a foodie, what you mean you want taste only now that is yeah. being a foodie it should impress your, should taste, buds. your taste buds yeah literally hmm. it should just like your taste buds should be on seventh heaven with that food a you can do that with health food also we are just again so conditioned to eat fried and our definition of tasty is fried meetha and we want crunchy crunchy ha hmm. so you can make healthy things also crunchy how do you make healthy things crunchy? yeah you can bake your chips in the oven hmm which turn out to be really nice. It's just how, the, you know, how you slice them, but yeah. you can actually bake them and they turn out so good. You can make your cutlets, you can make so many things in the oven, you can... Uh, so you move from deep frying as a, yeah. as a modality to this. Yeah, so 
Of course, initially your taste buds will take time to adapt, but mm. they will adapt. But you will get the taste. You won't feel like, oh my god, zindagi barbad ho gayi types. You know, kya khana pad raha hai. That is not how so it is. So, which are the big movements that take place? So, like for example, like I like this one, which is frying to baking. Hmm. Like that is one big big movement movement that yeah. takes place and hmm. and has a big result. Yeah. What are the other big movements and big results? Hmm. That, that, so that sugar is, for sure. Because this is a habit coach podcast, so we have to make habits now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of frying now, what we do? You're baking. Baking. Okay, cool. And now stop buying white sugar. Stop buying. Out sugar. of sight is out of mind. Hmm. Don't buy it only. Hmm. You don't need it. People say you need sugar. I say no, you don't need sugar. You need carbs and you get it from everything that you eat. But uh, so if you come home, there's no white sugar. No, there's no white You'll sugar. You'll get brown you sugar. You won't get white sugar. You'll get even if it's there. It's probably for the staff Correct. because obviously they want to have that. And even if you educate them, they'll say, "I'm doing it, not doing it." Can't force them. So it's for the staff, but you won't get it. Explain what this whole gut health part of the microbiome is. How do you focus on microbiome with your clients? Clients. So I think everything we eat either feeds the good guys or the bad guys, right? You know that. So that's also one way I see the food. Ah, huh? when I'm eating now, I don't see it as calories, and that I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I know. So which gut bacteria is getting the khana? <laughs> yeah, it's more about that now. So I think with my clients, it's a lot of gut work that we do. So first starts with chewing. You can't improve your gut microbiome if you're not chewing your food well. That's an important point. That's the only voluntary part of your gut. I swallow my food. How do I get into the habit? You chew. How do you chew? Like what? Consciously like, be aware of every 32, bite you. Thirty-two chews. At least start with fifteen times, if not thirty-two. Aadha to karlo. So even if you're eating the right thing but not chewing well, the food is taking longer to get digested, broken down. It's getting putrefied more, and then you're feeding the bad guys, right? So the first things first I tell my clients is chew karo pehle to. Hmm. Just let's start chewing. Half of the clients' bloating issues go away once they start chewing. Chewing properly. Because bloating happens. That's I'm guessing amylase, right? Like that is yeah, the Yeah, all your enzymes your are in your mouth, your so. amylase, your basically the amylase first and then of course the a little bit of protease and mm. then of course once that goes in, if if it's broken down well, the stomach acid can work well and that then promotes more enzyme release and mm. you know the whole downstream effects of chewing well chewing then start well happen. Okay, fine. So another habit is chewing well. Of course. At then. least 15 times. It's a very non-sexy habit but you got to do it. First of all, fill your plate lesser. Most people think khana nahi milne wala hai iske baad. I don't know why we have this mentality. Khana hi nahi milne wala. So, pehle to plate chota kar do. Choti si plate mein le lo. Kam lo. And then you chew. And then wait after a few bites. Like wait for couple of minutes after every couple of bites. And then you'll know how much you need to eat. So, I did that even at my retreat. I did this mindfulness eating practice. Where I got the people to just not talk to each other for 20-25 minutes. Not look at each other also. Just be with their food. And we kind of did this whole session. You won't believe Ashton. They all ate one fourth of the quantity they would otherwise eat mm. and they told me and the food was yum that day we had uh, falafel wraps and we had brownie no big brownies and we had some lovely soup and some starters and, and these guys are like I, I wanted to eat more but I couldn't mm. and they're like Neha what the hell is this because when we just eat you know while we're talking watching when we're mindless some guy told me what I've eaten four wraps He's saying the last bite of the first trap wasn't going down. Yeah. I couldn't finish that one wrap. And he's saying I was so full and satiated that it was surprising. And they had to eat for those 25 minutes. They couldn't get up and go. No, no. They could get up after they're done. But like 25 minutes bracket, you take that much time, mm. at least that much mm. or like 15 minutes, you can finish. But you're not going to talk to anybody. Mm. You get up when you're done with your food. So 15, 20 minutes, though, you have to sit with your food. Yeah. 
so eat slow chew well all the things and it was damn amazing so that's when clients come back they're like okay now i know how much to eat so that's why this so i when you understand your <laughs> yeah. satiety so that's why it's like when they ask me yeah, how much do i have to eat i'm like what a funny question you live in your body i don't live in your body isn't that true very nice so, if i tell you eat two rotis mm-hmm. and you're hungry for one i'm overfeeding you if i tell you eat two rotis and you're hungry for three i'm underfeeding you so how am i doing any good to you by telling you eat only so much so that that train my clients very nice so so vipassana of meals yeah it's so, very important love it very important i think this is a damn good habit that we we'll add to this list of habits all right we're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break welcome back to the habit coach podcast let's continue You went vegan. Tell me, what is this vegan story? <laughs> From hardcore Sindhi non-vegetarian. Hardcore Sindhi non-vegetarian to vegan. Vegan. My skin and hair were not doing well hmm. for quite a bit. Like after marriage, you know, maybe hormonal, food habits, all of that. You know, you're you're socializing more than what you would otherwise. Eating all the crap. Skin and hair were going for a toss. So my dermat once told me, give up dairy. So in my head, I was like, she's mad. <laughs> Because as a nutritionist who's been fed and drilled. that milk is so good for protein is so good for calcium is so good for all the things that it has how can she tell me to you know i felt like she's telling me to do a sin how can she tell me to do that like milk and bad for acne what are you even talking then i didn't do it for some time then i'm like yaar skin theek karna chal i'll stop milk and see my typical you didn't breakfast trust the process i didn't trust na <laughs> that's why i learned all of this na how you have to trust the process and all that i used to eat wheat flakes mm. wheat flakes uh-huh. with milk mm. slim milk same every morning and the nutritionist in me felt like you're such a healthy person <laughs> i just want i just want to go back in time and tell that version of myself you fool <laughs> what were you doing to yourself and then i read about it i read some research studies about acne and dairy and it said it kind of leads to inflammation and i'm like okay chal yaar chhod ke dekhte hain it was tough because i'm like khau kya fir subah What do I eat? Every day you don't have the time to cook if you're working and all, you know. So okay, I shifted to fruits in the morning. I said, "Chal, let's do fruits." And if need be, kabi poha upma ban gaya types, I'll eat that. Within one month, my skin was clear. Amazing. I'm like superb. This works. And then you know your taste buds also adapt. Then I stopped liking milk in ways, and I always hated milk as a kid. Mm. I would take one hour to finish one glass of milk, and my mom used to run behind me to finish it. So that instinct was always there, but I adapted myself to like it over the years, thinking it's so healthy, it's so nutritious. You know everything that we were taught and fed, all the information we were fed with about milk, and That's then of the course truth. we had ads, dude, 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 pio glass full. So everything was just affirming that belief even more and making it more stronger. And I'm like, okay, give up, kar diya. And then I don't know what happened. I was a person who used to tell my husband, never tell me to. give up non veg she's a vegetarian hmm. and i was a hardcore non vegetarian and my family my in-laws are vegetarian right so there was no non veg at home so i used to go to my mom's house and eat eggs whenever she would make it or whenever she would make chicken or fish i would enjoy that and yeah when i was out with friends and husband i would like be like chalo hmm. we'll eat and one fine day i don't know i just woke up it was i think some first or second of jan and i'm like i don't know husband i said you know what ricky i think i'm going vegan he said just shut up Don't tell that to anyone because I know what non-veg is for you. You'll make a fool of yourself if you tell that to people. I was like, yeah, quite a possibility. 
I didn't trust myself then that I could give it up. So before that, my body was giving me signs. Hmm. So when I would eat chicken or fish, or no, actually more more eggs and chicken than fish, I would get this weird pain in my stomach. Okay. Very weird pain, hmm. which never happened. And I noticed it. It was happening like couple of times it happened. I'm like, this is very funny. And then all of a sudden, if there was chicken on my plate, I would just question. I'm like, why am I eating something dead? Why am I eating something dead? Because that whole thing of do I need dead food in my body? It's just started happening. It was very natural. Like, trust me, never happened for 28 years. I'm like, what's happening now? Suddenly. Yeah. Hmm. And for two months, I didn't, I kept mouth shut. I'm like, no, I'm not going to tell anyone I've turned vegan because I also don't know. Then we went to Goa and our friends were eating fish and chicken and everything. And I ordered veg and my husband's like, Neha, Neha chicken, Neha. Because he knew the kind of, I was such a big fan of non-vegetarian food. And I was, it was this, you know, I needed kind of a thing. I said, no, I don't think I want it. He's like, oh shit, from today you can tell everyone you're a vegan. Like today is the day you can announce you're a vegan because this wouldn't happen. You're in Goa, you're chilling and you're still not eating. Nice. And from there, I never looked back. Mm. Never looked back. And veganism has given me a lot. I mean, it's just given me a lot personally, professionally. I think this there was this whole jump in the way I saw people. I changed as a person. The whole compassion level towards life in general went really up and everything changed in me mm. I feel for the good I think I became a better person after turning vegan in my head in your head <laughs> like you're, you're attributing it to for example things like I don't get angry as much I don't get irritable as much that kind of stuff that came eventually mm. I felt more peaceful I felt more happier so there's this notion that Neha will make you a vegan if you go to her mm. that's not true because I respect your choices and I know to each his own so I will not make you a vegan but I will see where I can clean up your diet right. where I can clean it up give you other options which you are okay to try out and see changes for yourself so I've had people who also come to me and say Neha I'm not going to leave my non-veg I'm like okay don't leave then after four weeks they only come and tell me you know what Neha I'll just not eat for some time and then they'll come to me after six months and be like I've off non-veg yeah. I'm like so I didn't tell you to do it yeah. it's you who wanted to do it and you saw the changes in yourself and it just happens so I'm not like I'm not I would push you towards veganism so hanging around in your area only you start becoming vegan so just... ending this podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's not that I think people just experience the lightness you know they just feel good so there are people who feel very good after eating non-veg and mm. I let them be and there are people who don't but they're just eating for their protein so you have to really understand who you're talking to and then ask them to try ask them to do things differently Correct. maybe reduce the portions a bit add other things which will make them feel better and then they can choose for themselves amazing and now you're into vegan products and stuff as well right yeah yeah, I have my snack tell, brand tell, tell, for the longest about... time Like again the time I became vegan I started my snack brand hmm. it's called Niramaya which means freedom from illness in Sanskrit wow so there's a shlok sarve bhavantu sukhinaha sarve santu niramaya hmm. so that that's niramaya interesting okay. yeah and so, people can buy this way so it's there on my website it's hmm. there in my clinic but we're not in every store because my products are like really there are no preservatives no chemicals so we make them fresh like fresh batches hmm. and then people can buy them Okay, nice. as and when they so want to so we have cookies and granolas and uh, it started with the with the motive that I wanted to give my clients healthy mm. snacks and mm. alternatives where they were buying all the crapped cookies and Correct. you know so all this stuff you know what's in it yeah so I'm giving you and thank you for trusting me and this is what I'm giving you to eat and it's all clear and transparent there's what you 
C is what you get. You're yeah. not. We're not adding anything else in yeah. that. So I think from there, people wanted to like incorporate those snacks in the in the diet because they knew. Okay, Neha, we're doing a plan with Neha. We are eating her snacks. It's kind of. It's all set. It's yeah, it's all set. We don't. They didn't have to think and rack their brains, you know, for then that. So then veganism happened, mm-hmm. and then you evolved away from looking at just food to. More things, right? There's mm-hmm. a whole integratedness that suddenly yeah, started taking yeah. place. What happened there? So then I had some time. Then I started reading. I did a few more courses. I, I tried to understand what is... Because I understood it's not only nutrition that plays a role. Over the years, that much understanding I had that this is not only nutrition ka calm, you know, to heal the body. But again, like I said, in, in, in a traditional educational system, conventional system, we are taught food, 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 nothing beyond that. A little bit of exercise, food, but then you understand how sleep is important and what you have to do with sleep and how stress management is important. Movement also, what kind of movement? Again, you have this whole sector of people who are like, we're training, we're training, we're training, we're training all the time. But I've seen clients who I just get them off weight training and get them to do a simple yoga and cardio it starts healing their periods. It starts healing a lot of other things in them because it's, yes, improving muscle is very important. But when your body is so depleted, mm-hmm. is under threat and stress all the time, how is it going to make the muscle? Correct. So to even get it to make the muscle, I have to first get it to a point where it feels like I'm safe. So getting into the parasympathetic nervous system mode, getting into the space where the body feels safe to rest, digest, to repair, to recreate all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I see a lot of women with period issues. It's all about recreation. You cannot recreate in a sympathetic nervous system mode. You have to be in a parasympathetic nervous system mode. So when you're already stressed out, now that could be your mental stress, you're going through some major life crisis or whatever. And they're like, no, 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 weight training is extremely important for me. What are you doing? You're telling your body, bhai, or bhago. There's more stress outside because you have to lift weights, you have to be heavy, you have to do all of that. That doesn't work. That's the time you take two steps back. You let your body be. You do other things which makes it feel safe. You feed it right. You sleep well. You manage your stress. You move in ways which feels natural. And you're how do not you relax? Being, me, how, I do a lot of things. Yeah. No, no. How do you tell people to relax? Like, how how should people relax? Is there a format of relaxing? So I always, of course, propagate breath work and meditation. Hmm. So wherever the client is, whatever level they are at help them from there what all they can do but then I encourage a lot of self-care I'm like go get massages I'll give them the right people's contacts I'll be like okay these people are great you should you know just get yourself to do something like this mm. Epsom salt foot soaks so I'm somebody who carries Epsom salt with me when I'm traveling and nice. if I get a bathtub I'm like this kid who gets a candy Same. you know then I emphasize a lot of ultra rhythm breaks so we have the what circadian rhythm and then there's ultradian rhythm, Tell which me. is every 90 to 120 minutes of working, you take a 20 minute break. Okay. So of course, people don't have to have, have time for 20 minute break, but I tell them at least take a 10 minute break of every one and a half to two hours. So what's the fund of this rhythm? So you should you should look it up. It's really interesting. So just like we have circadian rhythm, which is your body clock, mm-hmm. just like that, we have ultradian rhythm, which is your clock through the day. Mm. And the whole concept is that when you're working for 90 to 120 minutes, you are stressed out because you're working, you're doing something, you're constantly doing something. The body has to put in a lot of energy and effort. So there's a lot of cortisol and toxin release in the body, which is constant. So you're performing, performing, there's a peak of performance and then suddenly there's a drop Mm. after 90 to 120 minutes. That's when you take the break for 10, 15 minutes, you get up. 
listen to music dance it out shake it up take a nap breathe meditate whatever you want whatever is your definition of relaxation hmm. that's called active relaxation and you do that and come back to work your productivity level goes up really high because now you've given your body that break so these breaks where you reduce your cortisol calm it down you know give that little rest to your mind and your body then you're highly productive after that so you have to keep doing that in cycles of the hours that you're working in the day nice and i've seen with people it really improves their health especially people who have a lot of hormonal issues mm-hmm. and diabetes and stuff so they basically have higher cortisol levels okay. and you know they are stress levels they're always more sensitive to stress than anybody else so for them this ultradent rhythm breaks are I magic. think relaxation is going to be the next big thing that we have to do because active relaxation yeah, it's the all of this time yeah. we like push 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 do yeah. more do more do more yeah. now we're going to like realize ah we did too much yeah too much no so yeah this whole idea so you have to i think this whole doing too much culture came in obviously with this whole corporate culture and you have to constantly do to achieve hmm. but i feel you can achieve so much more when you're relaxed hmm. and you achieve it with so much ease you achieve it with so much you know calmness you kind of achieve it naturally i feel you become this vessel you vibrate at that energy and hmm. it all comes to you you're not chasing it anymore Correct. i always tell people that this is your temple this is the vessel you've been given to live this life hmm. you take care of this vessel like you take care of your car or your oven or any you know prized possession take care of this vessel and the when you take care of this this will take care of you like multifolds you will vibrate at that energy you will attract all the good things and i've seen it i think when you just flow mm. and you take care of yourself the right things that are meant for you the right situation the right people just gravitate towards you all right we're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break welcome back to the habit coach podcast let's continue mm. now I'm going to ask you the question I asked you at the party when we met last. Huh. What are the interesting things that you've learned from this functional medicine course that you did? Last time you evaded it saying no, I have my exams right now. I'm not <laughs> answering your question. How much you're going to ask me? So now I'm going to ask you another exams are done. What are the interesting things that you suddenly like aha moments that you had when you yeah, were learning lots, about lots because medicine? our body is like it's such a mysterious miraculous thing na. There's so much happening within. I to think lifetimes are not enough to learn about your body there's so much happening so well functional medicine which i'm studying currently is basically going to the root like i said i loved going to the root of every issue which i used to do myself only ki ye kyu ho raha hai wo kyu ho raha hai is the person's diet not okay is the person's uh, sometimes it was never the diet sometimes it was just about the emotional trauma they are going through and that's kind of not letting them heal you know it's it's still playing a massive role in their kind of aggravating the health issue that they are dealing with so you have to counsel you have to understand where the person is coming from is it lack of movement is it too much stress is it that they are only doing 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 not relaxing enough so where is the problem coming from so i always wanted to but then you of course you want to know the scientific and the you know the the logical aspects of it as to why it's happening so right. functional medicine is kind of uh, helping me with that so there were a lot of aha moments one was a very common one which is vitamin d deficiency so vitamin d deficiency we all are almost deficient and supplementation is the most common route so when we are vitamin d deficient we take a supplement and we like okay theek ho jayega but before actually taking vitamin d supplementation you need to take magnesium because if you're not taking magnesium then vitamin d is using up your magnesium it's depleting it and then you start getting more cramps and more other magnesium deficiency symptoms correct and then you also need vitamin a with vitamin d because vitamin a fights with vitamin d receptors they compete with each other so when you're doing a lot of vitamin d your vitamin a is not getting the chance to kind of do its job then you'll get skin and immune 
इम्यूनिटी इशू सो बेसिकली जस्ट अ विटामिन डी सप्लीमेंटेशन लिया एंड यूर लाइक ओके माई विटामिन डी इज गुड इज लाइक अ मिथ यू गॉट डू सो मच बिफोर यू गेट टू विटामिन डी एंड देन देर सो मेनी सच कॉन्सेप्ट लाइक यू नो जस्ट हेल्पिंग पीपल अंडरस्टैंड इफ देर गोट बी डायबिटिक फाइव टू टेन ईयर्स डाउन द लाइन सो बाय जस्ट टेस्टिंग फास्टिंग इंसुलिन विच इज वन टेस्ट विच नो बडी रियली डज बिकॉज दे आर लाइक फास्टिंग शुगर चेक कर लिया एच बी वन सी चेक कर लिया यूर डायबिटिक और यूर नॉट अ डायबिटिक दट्स जस्ट ब्लैक ऑफ वाइट इट्स नॉट ब्लैक ऑफ वाइट इट्स बेसिकली ग्रे सो योर फास्टिंग इंसुलिन टेल्स यू इफ यूर प्रोन टू डायबिटीज यूर गोइंग टू बी अ डायबिटिक ऑन इन फाइव टू टेन ईयर्स डाउन द लाइन डिपेंडिंग ऑन द लेवल्स सो ऑल दीज थिंग्स वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग आई एम लाइक वाओ दिस इज इंटरेस्टिंग लाइक यू नो कपल ऑफ थिंग्स आई लर्न नाउ एंड आई एम स्टिल लर्निंग एंड लाइक दिस इज सो इंटरेस्टिंग एंड ऑफकोर्स द एंटायर गट थिंग सो एवरीथिंग फ्रॉम योर सी बोज टू योर IBS and what's happening there so i think it's it's like a whole it's a vast study and i think it's very 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 interesting if you once you get into it and you implement it and you use it and you can see people getting better then it's a amazing. big difference you know it's like amazing. like we started off the podcast by talking about how the misinformation we had mm. in our own journeys right yeah. like you said you talked about your wheat flakes and your <laughs> milk i used to do the exact same thing uh. wheat flakes milk and then a, and two glasses of orange juice after that huh. what combination no 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 i thought i was being healthy <laughs> no people said orange juice was healthy so i had orange juice people said milk was healthy so i had milk uh. and wheat was healthy yeah. so i had one big and lots of sugar because he needed that crunch also uh-huh. nine so i that was my breakfast for the longest time when mm. i was mm. nice and tubby and round and golu molu and all of those things but that was the way that i thought i was supposed to eat yeah right i thought i was supposed to have butter chicken and jeera rice and those are the yeah. ways in which i thought <laughs> it was healthy yeah who knew back then i'm talking about like 10 years ago 15 yeah, years yeah 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 totally then we suddenly realized that, ah we need to learn we need to learn we need to learn and grow with these things yeah. so i'm so happy that you're you know sharing all this information and wisdom yeah. on your instagram channel like you kept talking about the reels that you keep making yeah. and, <laughs> except for the stimulant ones but apart from that <laughs> <laughs> you can buy what you want you can ignore what you what you want so <laughs> it's very convenient वैसे out there hmm. yeah. and we have to do lots more podcasts like this too yeah yeah on specific topics on maybe specific topics we'll feel ask the audience what they want to listen mm. to in the meal yeah any any thought you want to leave the audience with before signing off there's so many yeah but i think one thing is extremely important is on the topic that we were speaking about is relaxation i think that's very underrated very underrated we don't give ourselves enough time to be with ourselves we are always you know kind of immersing ourselves into or numbing ourselves with a lot of external stimulus like tv reels you start reels you don't stop them for one hour your yeah. hand just keeps going on like that and yeah. it's like what you just Where lost track of time yeah so i think what you need to focus a lot more is is on um, how you breathe conscious breathing even if you can't do meditation just sit in silence for some moments in the day with yourself and another thing i think that's really work wonders for me is journaling mm. so sometimes we hold on to so much inside and we're not like really expressing and starts creating disease in our body so the anger the fear the sadness everything and i think paper and pen can be your best friend when you start noting them down when you start writing your feelings because no one's judging you no one's reading it no one's seeing it so you can be even if you want to like abuse somebody you can just do it on paper like <laughs> do it like you get know just get it out of the system mm. so i think yeah just focus everyone focuses on i think people are very well you know they have the knowledge about exercise and diet and 
their focus is quite a bit on these two factors but i think this whole thing of stress management and emotion management is not happening yeah. and till you don't rest till you don't give yourself time in silence you can't process your emotions journaling meditation i think all of this is extremely important to regulate your emotions because otherwise they start controlling you mm. they take over they take over mm. and you don't know when you're engulfed in them you're literally like kha gaya ho aapko you know So then you're no more feeling angry. You have become angry. You have you are anger. Yeah, you're chalta like, firta anger. It's not like then, I you know? have fat. I am fat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think just self care, active relaxation, me time, journaling, emotional regulation. All these factors are very important when it comes to health. People mm. are not talking or paying so much attention on them. as much as they should i, I think it. okay so relaxation yeah. habits are going to be the next big thing yeah you that you should now ultra than rhythm breaks mm. is what you need How to do add you spell it, ultra dian rhythm ultra dian u l t r a d i a n ultra dian all right i'm going ultra to check it out ultra dian rhythm breaks lovely neha thank you so much for coming on the podcast <laughs> absolute pleasure first before leaving How can people get in touch with you and continue this conversation with you? So, of course, I have my website neharanglani dot com, or else I'm on Instagram neharanglani underscore. And if you type neharanglani on Google, you will get my website and my contact details and everything over there. Amazing, <laughs> fantastic! And you're going to have it in the show notes as well. Yes. Why did you put sure. an underscore at the back? I wasn't getting neharanglani. Yeah. Neha is a very common name. Ranglani is a very common name. Neha, ranglani twenty one. Oh, twenty one for my birthday. Just. Oh, so your birthday. It's, it's a very good I number. I thought you meant overall. to say that I'm always twenty one. That's why I should have written twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you, Ashton. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe. Also, give us a rating. It really helps with people discovering the podcast. If you like podcasts like this, check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can also watch all the episodes on the Habit Coach Awesome One Eighty YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. You can also reach out to me. I am Ashton Doc at Twitter and Instagram. You can connect with me on my website awesome180.com. You can also check out my two new books, Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, and the second, The Book of Good Habits for Kids. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach.